Pushkin. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase & Company. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Jake Halpern here. Before we get started, I wanted you to know that Deep Cover Season 2 will be dropping weekly on Mondays. But the full season is available right now, ad-free, for Pushkin Plus subscribers. That's all 10 episodes right away. Find Pushkin Plus on the Deep Cover Show page in Apple Podcasts or at pushkin.fm. Previously on Deep Cover. I had a couple of lawyers, but I, I would always say Bob Cooley was the best. And he was good at fixing cases. And they, they knew how good he was. And he was the fixer. He was the, he was the guy. By the early 1980s, Bob Cooley had established himself as Mr. Fix-It, a guy the mob called if one of their own was in trouble. And Bob was also learning that working for the mob came with rules. But sometimes... Bob broke them. I said, if anybody thinks for one second, I'm going to even take a beating. I said, you know, they're, they're thinking wrong. I said, and if I think I got a problem with you, I said, you're going to have the fucking problem. And eventually, they would have a problem with Bob, a very big one. But for the time being, Bob was still their guy. In the 1980s, Chicago was Corruption City, USA. Corruption was so insidious that over time, some people stopped thinking about bribery itself as even being wrong. It was kind of like a stop sign that fades and rusts and gradually gets ignored until no one even thinks about slowing down at the intersection anymore. No one, that is, except for this guy. 
uh, I believed in God, motherhood, and the flag, and thought uh, crime and corruption could be dealt with. This is Mort Friedman. He's in his 80s now and long retired. But back in his heyday, he was a prosecutor at the Cook County State's Attorney's Office. I doubt if anyone ever entered that office more naive than I was. I thought I could do good. I thought I could help clean up crime. I thought I could uh, make the streets safe for women and little children. And I uh, went in there uh, just a babe in the woods, absolute babe in the woods. His job was basically prosecuting criminals for a range of misdeeds, anything from theft to murder. Mort never tried a case against Bob, but he easily could have. They were cogs in the same machine, grinding away. Mort says he remembers his early days as a prosecutor very fondly. Oh, it was wonderful. I had a uh, courtroom with a judge who was soft-spoken, polite. I uh, was doing exceptionally well as a trial lawyer. And yet, it wasn't all perfect. There was this one defense lawyer that Mort kept on going up against. I knew I was going to lose. It didn't matter how well I prepared the witnesses, how well I argued a motion. I knew I was going to lose. Mort began to suspect the judge was being paid off. After all, this was Chicago, and this particular defense lawyer allegedly had mob ties. Even so, Mort kept trying his best to win. And then, one day, after work, he had this epiphany. I was alone in the courtroom. It was uh, way past quitting time. I was preparing for the next day, and it suddenly dawned on me, and I stood there thinking... I'm a pimp. The better I prepare, the harder I try, all I can do is drive up the price of the bribe to the judge. And it was a heartbreaking and devastating uh, thought, uh, a realization. It was just heartbreaking. Mort couldn't stomach it any longer. And apparently his frustration showed, because shortly after this, the judge leaned over the dais. And uh, looked at me and said, Mort... You've been acting surly lately. I don't think I care for your attitude. And I said to him, well, judge, I don't care for the way you dump all over me when uh, uh, this lawyer walks into the courtroom. I named him. The judge, quiet and soft-spoken as ever, said, Mort, I think you ought to get another courtroom. I said, judge, I think you're right. And uh, put my files down and walked out. Corruption City, USA be damned. Mort was going to try to change the system. So get ready. In this episode, I'm going to tell you the story of the Crusaders who tried to end corruption in Chicago years before Bob ever tried. It was a massive undertaking. The FBI eventually got involved, marshalling hundreds of agents. They were going to war. And in a way, this all set the stage for Bob to make the most important decision of his life— to switch sides. I'm Jake Halpern, and this is Deep Cover, Mobland. Episode 5, The Babe in the Woods. 
In the Hollywood version of this story, when Mort Friedman squared off with that judge in the courtroom, you'd hear the inspirational music, and then you'd see Mort hatching his plan to change the world. But it didn't happen like that. Instead, Mort just switched courtrooms, kept trying to do his best as a prosecutor, to win the cases he could, and to be honorable in a system that he knew was fundamentally corrupt. I was absolutely convinced at that point. Did you share this with anyone, like even your wife? Did you share this with anyone? With no one. Why is that? A certain cowardice on my part, need to keep a job, and not wanting to rock the boat, not wanting to be an outcast. The uh, trial courts at that uh, point were a um, white Christian enclave. And there were uh, one or two uh, other assistants who didn't care for this Jew on the floor. Mort says he overheard a few colleagues make anti-Semitic remarks. As he saw it, this only added to his sense that he shouldn't rock the boat and make enemies. Even so, I asked him if his decision to stay quiet left him feeling guilty, or worse yet, complicit. Certainly. In fact, I still feel that way. There were things I could have done much better. In this way, Mort is kind of the opposite of Bob Cooley constitutionally incapable of giving himself a pass. Mort eventually became the chief of the criminal division for Cook County. By population, Cook County is the biggest in Illinois and the second biggest in the United States. Mort oversaw the prosecution of thousands of felonies and misdemeanors each year. It was a huge job. Then one day in 1973, Mort was hard at work at his desk when a young police officer appeared silently in his doorway, waiting to be noticed. And when I looked up, he said, "Uh, Mr. Friedman, uh, my supervisor ordered me to come here. I've been offered a bribe to flip a case. The cop's name was Jose Martinez. He looked young and a bit nervous. Standing in the doorway, he gave Mort the lowdown. The case at hand involved an assault charge. Officer Martinez was the cop who'd showed up on the scene and made the arrest. Now the defense attorney was asking him to pull some shenanigans and help make the case go away, so his client, the assaulter, could get off. After hearing all this, Mort told the cop, Officer, I want you to do what you're told to do and say what you're told to say and bring me back the money. That's right. Mort told the cop to take the bribe. Officer Martinez, to his credit, pushed back. He said, Mr. Friedman, I can't do that. I'd be lying in court. Mort was kind of amazed that the cop stood his ground. Not just amazed, he was secretly delighted. Here's a young Chicago cop telling the chief of the criminal division, I don't care what you say, I'm not going to lie in court. Looking back, Mort says he should have congratulated Martinez for wanting to do the right thing. But that's not what I did. Wait, what did you do? In a conversation that was very loud and replete with obscenities, I told him what I would do to him and his career if he defied me. Why did you do that? I had had it up to my uh, eyeballs with corruption. I knew something had to be done. See, Mort had a plan. Right there, on the spot, totally spontaneously, he'd come up with an idea for a sting operation. 
It was both inspired and a bit reckless. Mort didn't bother to get permission, didn't map out all the possible consequences. He just wanted to do something, damn it, even if he had to put Officer Martinez in a very uncomfortable situation. Did you have any sense that maybe you'd, you know, opened a Pandora's box or, or started something that might end up being a big deal? I didn't care. It didn't matter at all to me at that point. I wasn't going to be a pimp. Now, for his plan to work, he needed Officer Martinez to take the money and lie in court. That way, the government could prosecute the lawyer who'd made the payoff. Did Officer Martinez understand what your game plan was? Did he understand that you were out to, to catch corruption, or did he think that you were corrupt yourself? I don't know. I mean, in retrospect, I shouldn't have done that. I should have just patiently explained to him uh, what I wanted done. Eventually, Officer Martinez figures out what Mort is up to. So he plays along, lies in court as instructed. And then afterwards, when he goes to collect his bribe, he wears a wire. And the, the result was a uh, tape recording, uh, a dead bang crime on tape. A dead bang crime on tape. Bingo, right? Mark went up for the good guys. Only, not really. The dirty defense lawyer was convicted of bribery, but Mort's strategy backfired. And let me explain why. Mort was, in effect, tampering with the justice system. He was affecting the outcome of a real live case. The irony, of course, was that this happened all the time anyway in a corrupt system. But the fact remained that Mort was breaking the law. He pushed a cop to accept a bribe in a single case in an attempt to stop bribery in general. The powers that be noticed what Mort had done, and now they set out to make an example of him. It was just, uh, you don't do things like this to lawyers. It's not nice. And besides, Friedman, you're, uh, you know, allowing, uh, you're really uh, a much bigger sinner than they because you allowed a police officer to lie. Mort was ordered to appear before the Disciplinary Commission of the Illinois Supreme Court. They said he was, quote, guilty of conduct tending to bring the legal profession into disrepute. For someone like Mort, this was a crushing blow. I was mostly sad at the fact that I had, you know, thought I had failed. Why do you think you cared so much if you knew you were right? I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that question. It, it was just like, this is insane. This is a circus. And I'm in the middle of it. And as for the circus, well, the show went on. By the time Mort was chastised by the court for his actions, Bob Cooley had fixed the big murder trial for Harry Alamon. He was already well on his way to being the mob's go-to guy. And the lesson from the babe in the woods seemed to be, yes, the system is corrupt, and don't you dare try to change it, or you'll end up like Mort Friedman. Mort's story became a legend in Chicago. Everyone I talked to seemed to know about it, including, of course, Bob Cooley. I asked Bob whether he'd ever cross paths with Mort, if he knew him. I didn't know him personally, no. When you heard what he was up to, did you think it would succeed? No, I knew it wouldn't. He says he knew it wouldn't, not just because the legal system protected itself, but because ultimately the mob was just too powerful 
had too much of a stranglehold on the judicial system. They had control over everything. I mean, this this doesn't seem to register. And I don't. I'm not getting mad at you. I'm just saying, you are like most people. You think, well, it couldn't be that. Believe me, it was that powerful, and then some. They were everything. This was one of those moments, by the way, where I could sense Bob's mounting frustration with me, that I was so naive or perhaps thick-headed that I just couldn't grasp the most fundamental law of his world. A system that is corrupt will stay corrupt. Kind of like an object in motion will stay in motion. Until, of course, someone stands in its way. And as it turns out, over at the FBI, some of the G-men were getting ready to make a stand. They had taken notice of Mort Friedman's failed crusade, and they were marshalling their agents, preparing an army of sorts. More on that when we come back after the break. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com business podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase & Company. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sometime after Mort Friedman got rebuked, he says he got a call from the FBI. They had questions for him. They wanted to know how exactly bribes were being placed in Chicago's courthouses and who the culprits were. Of course, Mort would be the logical guy to ask. Even though his crusade had failed, he was still known as the guy who dared to take on corruption. 
Now, little did Mort know, the FBI had hatched a major plan to expose corruption in Chicago's courts. They called it Operation Greylord. And ultimately, the success of this operation would hinge on a young lawyer named Terry Hake. I didn't want to be a lawyer anymore. It seemed like a big game uh, with what went on in the, with what I thought was going on in the courtrooms. This tape is from a TV interview he did years ago. Terry actually gave it to me. We chatted by phone a bunch of times, but he preferred not to be interviewed on the record. Terry was a prosecutor. He was young and sincere and principled. People who knew him well said he was like a Boy Scout, almost like Mort 2.0. And he would try to succeed where Mort had failed. He told the TV interviewer, My perception of the corruption was that it was an old boys club. If you wanted to be one of the boys, you went along with the way things were done and you paid money. Terry was so fed up that he was prepared to risk his entire career in order to do something about corruption. So the FBI convinced him to go undercover, posing as a corrupt lawyer. But the FBI was determined not to repeat the mistake that Mort Friedman had made. So instead of bribing officials in real cases, the FBI would stage bogus crimes with bogus criminals, like a big charade. They started with DUIs. Now, the way we would do this is we would drive like 10 miles over the speed limit on the Dan Ryan Expressway. This is Bill McGarry. He was the FBI case agent in charge of Operation Greylord, starting in 1981. Bill would tell his undercover agents to get in the car and break the speed limit in the hopes that they'd get pulled over. We would pour liquor on the shirt of the undercover agent so that he the police officer immediately detected and smelled the the odor of alcohol. And then the undercover agent would feign intoxication. You know, he'd slur his speech, stumble around, and so on and so forth. The thinking was the undercover agent would get arrested, spend a night or two in jail, and then hire Terry as their lawyer. Terry would then attempt to place a bribe and document the whole thing. Pretty innovative, right? But there was one serious problem. So what would happen is the police officer would just not arrest the people. Bill remembers one time the cop took the car keys of an undercover agent and just threw them down the sewer. Another time, the cops pulled over one of his guys who was posing as a drunk driver, and they confiscated his keys and locked them in his car. But they did not arrest him. Bill says his agents had a really hard time getting arrested. In part, because the cops knew how corrupt the system was. They knew that most of the time, the people they arrested could just buy their way out of it. So what was the point? Bill did finally manage to get one of his undercover agents arrested for a DUI. But when they showed up in court to try the case, the presiding judge had too much to drink at lunch, and court was adjourned. And this is how it went for months and months. Eventually, the FBI decided to try staging more serious crimes, including felonies. So we'd have an agent who would be uh, walking down the street, carrying, back in those days, you had men who would wear these purses. Then, another undercover agent playing the role of the thief would steal the aforementioned man purse. There'd be other undercover agents playing the role of witnesses who just happened to be standing around when the crime was committed. 
One of these witnesses would wrestle the thief to the ground. The cops would get called. Then it'd be, here's the thief. We have him for you. And the whole scheme, it actually worked. That's when Terry Haig entered the scene, playing the role of the dirty defense lawyer. Terry would go into the courtroom wearing a wire. Then he'd place a bribe to get his client off. Here's a recording Terry made in which he paid off the bag man for a judge named John Devine. Well, here's the 150 for Devine. Okay. And here's 50 for you. Oh, you see me in it, Dad. Okay, good. And then they had it, a dead-bang crime on tape, a cleanly executed sting operation. And the FBI just kept staging these bogus crimes. There was even an office where agents sat around cooking up storylines and fake crimes, like a bunch of TV guys in a writer's room out in Hollywood. They came up with fake bios and phony IDs for everyone involved. They thought of every detail. They even rented apartments to back up the fake IDs, so if anyone got suspicious and started poking around, they'd find an actual door to knock on. And the scale of this was enormous. Bill, the case agent, says that when all was said and done, he used over 300 undercover agents. And the evidence poured in. Scores of bribes were documented. Thousands of hours of conversations were taped, incriminating cops, judges, lawyers, and bagmen. And it seemed like, maybe, finally, the city of Chicago was going to get cleaned up. And then, one night in August of 1983, three years after Greylord began, word got out, and the operation was secret no more. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase & Company. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Bob Cooley remembers this August night when news of Operation Greylord broke because, as it turns out, he was throwing a bachelor party for his younger brother, Dennis. Bob says he invited 200 people, mainly lawyers and judges, to his favorite haunt, Counselor's Row. Terry Hake, the lawyer who went undercover for Operation Greylord, he was there too, still very much undercover. Anyway, beer was flowing, glasses were clinking, and somewhere in the background, a TV was on. Ron, the investigation is codenamed Greylord. It's the largest undercover investigation ever started by the United States Justice Department. Undercover FBI agents have methodically and systematically penetrated the criminal justice system in Cook County. And then, suddenly, the partygoers were clamoring around the TV to hear what was being said. They announced on the TV that somebody was working undercover and had been for a couple of years and there was going to be major indictments coming down on the court system there in Chicago. And all the people that are going to be indicted are standing right there alongside of us. At this point, it was unclear who exactly was going to be indicted, nor was it clear who this undercover agent was. But this much was certain. The shit was about to hit the fan. Bob says the rollicking bachelor party got serious quick. When they announced that on TV... Holy Christ, and and we're all standing there. Who's standing right next to me but Terry Hake? Bob was literally standing next to the guy at the center of this whole thing. Of course, at the time, Bob didn't know that Terry Hake was the mole, the very undercover agent being mentioned on TV. Bob just thought Terry was another defense attorney. A few months later, the full story came out. The FBI uncovered a system of bagmen. These are the people who insulate the judges from the dirty money. Most of the time, the bagmen are lawyers, cops, and court bailiffs. Terry Hake was outed as the mole. And then the indictments began to roll. Some of the investigators have called the Cook County judicial system the most corrupt system they've ever seen. In total, 92 officials were indicted, including 17 judges, 48 lawyers, 10 deputy sheriffs, 8 policemen, 8 court officials, and a partridge in a pear tree. Yep, it was like Christmas Day at the FBI. So, you might think, in light of all of this, that Bob was biting his nails, like he just dodged a bullet or something, or maybe his bullet was still coming. Nope. I was ultra careful when I did things, and I realized nobody would dare, you know, cooperate against us. Terry Hake never found any information about me from anybody, because nobody would dare say something about me for fear that something would happen to him. Bob says that Operation Greylord, as grand as it was in scope, did not indict a single first ward operative, as he called them, the key guys that the mob relied upon. Greylord bagged a whole lot of public officials, but it did not break the outfit's chokehold on the city. I talked to Bill McGarry about this, the FBI agent in charge of Operation Greylord. Asked him, did you suspect that the mob was funneling its money into corruption? So we always suspected it. But we never, I think, had any hard evidence 
to suggest that, you know, that there was a lot of mob involvement in the corruption. So as incredibly impressive as Grey Lord was, in this regard, it fell short. Greylord indicted a whole number of people, but all that happened was only a few of us could still, you know, fix major cases, and the price just went up. You heard him right. Perversely, the outcome for Bob from Operation Greylord was that he could now charge more money for fixing a case because many of his competitors had either been locked up or frightened away. So to recap, First, Mort Friedman, the babe in the woods, tried to clean things up and got crushed. Then the FBI, with its army of over 300 undercover agents, waged its war. And still, the mob seemed to have sway over the courts. They owned politicians. They killed with impunity. They controlled the city. It seemed like they were untouchable. So what would it take to really end corruption in Chicago? Who would put an end to Bob Cooley and the corrupt system that he was part of? The answer, of course, was only Bob himself. Next time on Deep Cover. What's going through your head at at that moment? Keep the fight going. Don't back down and don't give up. And I kept telling myself, don't shoot. Deep Cover is produced by Jacob Smith and Amy Gaines and edited by Karen Chikurji. Our senior editor is Jen Guerra. Original music and our theme was composed by Luis Guerra and Fawn Williams is our engineer. Our art this season was drawn by Cheryl Cook and designed by Sean Carney. Mia Lobel is our executive producer. Special thanks to Heather Fain, John Schnars, Carly Migliori, Maya Koenig, Christina Sullivan, Eric Sandler, Mary Beth Smith, Brant Haynes, Maggie Taylor, Nicole Morano, Megan Larson, Royston Beserve, Lucy Sullivan, Edith Rousselot, Riley Sullivan, Jason Gambrell, Martin Gonzalez, and Jacob Weisberg. I'm Jake Halper. Special thanks to investigative journalist Peter Carl, who shared his insights on Chicago in the 1980s. If you'd like to know more about Operation Greylord, check out Terry Hake's memoir. It's called Operation Greylord. He co-wrote it with Wayne Klatt. Also check out Greylord by James Tuohy and Rob Warden. Subscribe to Pushkin Plus and you can binge the rest of the season right now, ads free. Find Pushkin Plus on the Deep Cover show page in Apple Podcasts 
or at pushkin.fm. To find more Pushkin podcasts, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 